On today's show, we have a full breakdown of last night's Predators versus Golden Knights game. And by a full breakdown, I mean we'll have analysis and we'll also have a full emotional breakdown about the Predators' loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. Second embarrassing loss in a row. What in the world is going on with the Nashville Predators right now? And is it time to bust out the panic meter yet again? It is our old panic meter friend making an appearance. And it's Friday. Anne is going to do her best to give some cookies to her hockey person of the week. We'll see how that goes. It's coming up today on Locked on Predators. Your Locked on Predators. Your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor on the4check.com, and I have a partner in crime who, like me, doesn't like staying up till 1 in the morning if you have to watch hockey like we watched last night. Oh, my eyes. My eyes. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at onthefourcheck.com. The goggles do nothing. Mm. So bad. I am so bad and I'm so tired and I'm so cranky. Uh, so yes. this is going to be, this is going to be a great show. Um, but before we get too into the weeds though, before we start uh, trashing the game, uh, do you just want to say uh, Brett Howden, our, our thoughts, our thoughts are with you. Um, uh, ugly, ugly scene uh, at, at the game last night. One of the worst injuries I've seen in a long time. Um, and we, we hope he's okay. We, we definitely hope he's okay. Um, we haven't heard much from Vegas other than he was communicating with people as he was being taken off the stretcher. Um, hope to hear more today. Hopefully it's good news. And, um, you know, hopefully we get to see Brett Howden on the ice sooner rather than later. For sure. That was a really rough, uh, that was a really rough point in this game. And for all of the frustration about the performance of the Predators, really the most important takeaway is that we hope that he is doing well. Yeah. Now let's get into the game. Uh, oh, can we? Yeah. Um, not great. No. Not great for the second night in a row. Uh, Preds, same exact same thing as the LA Kings game went down early, never dug themselves out of the hole six to one final score with the one bright spot uh, being Roman Yossi extending his point streak on an assist to Philip Forsberg, who now has his 36 goal of the year. Other than that, oh, nothing. It's a mess. And what's your one word to describe last night's game? Uh, no, have you ever watched the show Parks and Recreation? I love that show. It's one of the greatest shows that was ever made. And one of my favorite characters on there is a guy by the name of Jean Ralphio Saperstein. The and worst. This is a hundred percent where I'm at. He is like John Ralphio is this like over the top lazy, slightly unsafe, weird guy. And in one of the episodes when he talks about his twin sister, Mona Lisa, he refers to her as the worst. <laughs> Friends, that is my one word. 
that game last night was the worst. It was so bad. It literally makes me want to claw my eyes out and weep and gnash my teeth and sit this team down and have a come to Jesus that feels unfriendly to them. This was the worst. So bad. How many times, how many times can you do that in this episode? Oh my gosh. Let, I mean, bring up a topic and I will, the worst. We are. Okay. We're working that in uh, because as, <laughs> as much time, as much as you like, to uh, hear me serenade random bits on the show. Yes, I feel I like we don't have enough and serenading. And You're uh, anytime that we can get a Jean Ralphio <laughs> bust out impression yes. while talking about the Nashville Predators hockey team, I'm all here for it. Oh, it's going to be an episode filled with Jean Ralphio. Like, I'm just going to randomly sing my frustration. I have nothing to follow that up with. Uh, really? My, yeah, I mean, I feel like that can just. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back uh, Monday. Um, yeah. My one word, and I'm kind of taking an example that this game happened a week after St. Patrick's Day. And in mm-hmm. honor of the great Irish heritage out there, my one word is Murphy, as in Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law, anything that can go wrong will go wrong because everything that could have possibly gone wrong for the Nashville Predators night last night did go wrong. It was Mm -hmm. a what they need to do, have a fast start. They go down one nothing in the first two minutes of the game. Uh, They need to bounce back. They need to kind of get momentum going, you know, answer for that early start. They have a bad end of the first, a bad start of the second. They found themselves down three to nothing. You finally build some momentum. You finally build some momentum. Philip Forsberg scores a goal off of a beautiful play by Roman Yossi. Again, highlight of the game. Yeah. Um, and we're like, okay, yep, this is momentum. Let's get the Preds going in the right direction. They immediately blow that away with a pretty ticky-tack penalty and another power play goal given up and it just went all downhill from there and it was just like any anything like any piece of good thing that you can be it's like the preds need to do this oh they've got this break now they need to do this to capitalize them they didn't do it and to capitalize you know to kind of underline the fact that everything that could go wrong went wrong the preds also lost jeremy lazan another defenseman the word. This is so bad. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's just like another thing. Like we we talked about the Preds being thin at defense already because yes. of injuries. And guess what happens? The guy you bring in to help address that depth issue then gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Take it away. Take it away. The word. Come on. This is so, this was, it's so bad. The one that got me, the stat that really makes me John Ralphio just over and over is that UC Saros faced 50 shots, 5-0, 50. That is just preposterous and yet very on brand for how this game went. 
Yeah, like they they didn't even look in it. Like there was never a no. point. That's happened the second game in a row now where the Predators never looked in it. You know, you go back to some of these losses um, while the Preds have kind of been having their down stretch or their mm-hmm. fall to earth, whatever you want to call it. You know, the, the Philadelphia game, the Seattle Kraken game uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, some of these other kind of ugly losses. And you look at it and say, you know what? This was the Preds. They had a chance to win it, and they just had a lot of dumb mistakes that cost them. Right. That hasn't been the case the past two games. This isn't, you know, the Preds had control and just did a couple of things that kind of ruined it. The Predators were never in either of these mm-hmm. last two games. They were outplayed. They looked completely out of sorts. That, to me, is damning. And I, yes. I keep going back to the one Matthias Ekholm quote. We've mentioned it a few times, but back when he was talking about the streak, uh, like, you know, the Preds kind of down streak for a while, he's like, you know, we're, we're playing good. There's just, you know, one or two things we need to address. And I feel like that's better than, you know, something inertly wrong with your game. The past two games brings up the point that there is something innately wrong with the Predators game over the past two games. And it's, it's not something you can't like pinpoint one thing. It's like, oh, if they just, you know, you know, keep control of the puck a little bit more, right. you know, they'll get back to where they were or fewer penalties. No, this is, this is something wrong with the Preds game plan these past two games. Yeah, this is, uh, I love the, the phrase innately wrong because what last night's game was, was a carbon copy of the loss to the LA Kings. It's, they didn't come in and clean up some things and make some adjustments, but make different mistakes. This was really a carbon copy of the LA Kings loss. It was a repeat of this. And there weren't improvements in the areas that were glaringly obvious against the Kings that needed cleaned up. There weren't improvements in really any of those areas. And it's concerning when you can't turn that Uh, You can't turn the page on a game and maybe make new mistakes, make different ones, mix it up a little. You know, this was a carbon copy loss, and that's very concerning, especially at this point in the season. The National Predators have got to take a very hard look in the mirror after these two games and really do some soul searching because it was not good. So when they look in the mirror... What should the Preds see? What should they fix? That's a question I kind of want to pose to you Mm -hmm. uh, in just a second. But first, I want to mention today's show. The one thing that does bring me joy today is that our friends at Built Bar are sponsoring today's show. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're not the same old chalky, chewy nonsense you get from your store. They are delicious and covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, Have you tried the puffs yet? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. They are a protein-infused marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's not just a protein bar. It's a treat. And they come in so many different flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So many flavors to choose from. One of them bound to be your new favorite. And all of them, low in calories, low in sugar, let 
low in net carbs and high in protein. You won't believe it's healthy when it tastes this good. Um, yeah, in, in a built bar, they're coming out with a bunch of new flavors pretty much around the clock every time of year. So be sure you're checking built.com often to see what's new on their lineup. In fact, if you go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15, all one word, for 15% off at built.com. So the Preds are entering an important stretch. They got the Philadelphia Flyers coming up Sunday. It is the return to Bridgestone Arena. Uh, We know the Flyers aren't that great, but they also beat the Nashville Predators less than a week ago. So the worst. The worst. So, yeah. And as the Predators are doing self-reflection right now, as they're kind of looking back at these past two games and thinking, where did we go wrong? What do we need to do to fix this? What what do you see? Yeah, I think for me, one of the first things that jumps out as I look at these two games is a lack of intensity. Mm-hmm. This team may not be able to match up skill-wise against some of the te- teams in this league. I would say only a few. I think when Nashville plays their best game and they have a healthy roster, they can play well against almost any team in this league. But I don't think this is necessarily a skills issue. Their intensity was not there last night. They played behind this team. We talked on yesterday's show about you have to set the pace. You have to go out and set the pace of this game. There was never a time where Nashville was in control of the pace of this game. They were chasing this game from the first puck drop. And that is an intensity issue. And I don't know if it is a physical component to that, if it's a fatigue, if it's a West Coast trip. Uh, But that's an excuse. And let's not have those. Or if it is some sort of a mental hiccup. And that is what is more concerning to me than the fatigue issue. If this is some sort of a mental disconnect from being as dialed in as they were when they have success. Intensity has been an issue these last two games, and it absolutely needs addressed. Yeah, you talked earlier about, you know, Vegas getting 50 shots on goal last night, which is a lot. Uh, The Predators had 26 block shots, Mm -hmm. which means Vegas could have conceivably had way more than 50 (laughs) shots on goal by the end of the night. Um, You know, the thing that stood out to me last night, Anne, and to a lesser extent, the L.A. game, I think of what the Preds defense has been this season, because I've loved the Preds defense. Mm -hmm. They have done a great job of keeping teams out of the high danger areas. You know, there's a lot, you know, we're kind of used to seeing like the mad scrambles. There's a lot less of that this year. Um, There's a lot of, you know, just one chance and then the rebounds cleared. Um, That wasn't the case last night. Uh, This looked like, a point blank okay corral right in front of UC Saros. And you know what? It's funny. <laughs> Any game in which you give up six goals and you still look at your goaltender and say, man, that guy had quite a good performance last night is pretty damning about the team playing in front of that goaltender. 
Um, yes. and, and you know what? Because, you know, we talk about the Preds' lack of depth. It's not just Ben Harper. It's not just Matt Tennyson or whoever else is kind of the B guys that are in front of the net. I could I counted a number of not that great plays from Roman Yossi and Matias Ekholm. Yes. A lot of sort of lack of, I'm not going to say lack of effort, but sort of like lackadaisical, getting beat to pucks, not really being in the position you should give in that winds up leading to a very good chance for Vegas. Um, so it's everybody like you can't just point and say, oh, we're missing Matt Benning and Mark Borbieski. I mean, we definitely are. Um, yes. But it's the guys that you expect to kind of be the stalwarts and step up their play when you have this many holes in your lineup. Those are the people the past two games that have had noticeably not good games. I don't think we can skip over or gloss over the fact that we don't have Benning and Borowiecki. And oh, the not, other one not is, at all. is Dante Fabro. And I think we're seeing, you know, we're seeing how important he is in a defense when this defense doesn't have a third, you know, a, a third pairing like Boro and Benning, but it can't be an excuse. Um, and, and, I, I'm not offering it that as an excuse, but it is a concern that they just don't have healthy enough uh, defensemen and depth at the defensive position. But I agree with you. I hate to say it. You know, I love him like a, a brother, but Matthias Ekholm, my Swedish friend, he did not have a good game last night. Uh, and that's unusual to see there. Nobody really had a good game last night. If you think about it, I thought Alexander Carrier had some good defensive plays, but there were also times where there just was defense lacking. And when you can't get things solid on defense, you are never going to be able to generate offense. And the Nashville Predators didn't really ever have sustained offensive pressure because they were chasing this game through the whole 60 minutes it it was it was a disaster and i wonder you i wonder what what do you think it is that they um didn't do or need to fix like how do you fix this oh where do you start i mean well it's the worst worst. Well, first off, you need your stars to play like stars. And, you know, we talked about the defense, Roman Yossi and Matias Stockholm not exactly having the best night in their own end. Philip Forsberg got a goal last night. He's got 36 on the year. But other than that, you know, that the top line was non-existent yet again. Um, you know, other until late in the game, you know, when they started going into kind of, I call it screw it mode. I use another word for that, but there might be kids listening, Um, you know, and just kind of, you know, crash the net and kind of put everything you can on net. But up until that point, we saw this in the L.A. game because we talked about this on the recap. Um, They were getting outplayed for pretty much the entire game, regardless of who they were out there against. I mean, they were getting to lose pucks you know anytime there's kind of a 50 50 play it always seemed to go vegas's way um and that's something that we haven't seen from that top line in a very long time when they're out there they 
in historically this season have been taking on anybody, any team, any top line. They have gone out there and either A, have held their own, or B, have noticeably shifted the tide in the Preds' favor. And that yeah. hasn't happened. The shoe's on the other foot this time. Um, it's it's Vegas and L.A.'s guys who are out there that are being able to take advantage and make plays of this number one Preds unit who have been so dominant for so much of the season. And that's that's a concern. And it's only been two games, so we can't really tell. Um, I don't know if this is a case of – you know, there's something about that that needs to change if teams have figured out how to play that group or if this mm -hmm. is just a bad two games for everyone involved. Yeah, and and it's very – I struggled with this too because I'm like, you don't want to overreact. It's two games. But for me, the red flag is the way that these games were lost and the fact that they were – there. it looked like Nashville just didn't make any adjustments. And yeah. that's concerning where, you know, you need to fix something, but you didn't. And that makes me want to panic a little bit more. The other thing that I noticed was absent last night was that sort of uh, reset play when you have the herd line out there. And now Tanner Janot was not in the game last night. He was there for warmups and then was taken off the ice, taken to the airport and flown back to Nashville for the birth of his first child. So shout out to Tanner Janot. We're excited for you. Yeah. Oh, ew. The worst. That oh, was horrible. No, it's, it's a beautiful continue. No, okay. continue. Anyway. Yep. Can't get out of this one. Good. Uh, but usually when you send the herd line out there, they sort of reset when the Predators kind of get off kilter and kind of get away from their game. Now, they may not necessarily score, but they sort of reset and get back to that style of play. And there just was none of that with the herd line last night either. And I feel like the Predators couldn't get back to their game. It's like they forgot what they needed to do to execute. Really rough, rough game. I mean... Gosh, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it was, uh, no, go ahead. I, I was going to say it's a mess. And there, there's a couple of things that I want to ask in just a second, um, including what, what do you do this weekend mm -hmm. against the Flyers? Because we made all these changes or, or we talked about, you know, maybe at this point you have to make changes. It's just the question of what those changes are. So that's a question I want to ask you in just a second. Yeah. So we need to revisit how do we go on from here? But first, want to talk about our friends at Bet Online. It is that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us and is rocking everybody's world. Where did Gonzaga go? From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting information and needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts 
Speaking of college basketball, not only did the Preds get murdered for the second night in a row, but Michigan got bounced. Oh, that's terrible. This is an all-around awful sports (laughs) night. At least Team USA got the draw against Mexico. Uh, There you go. Because if that went haywire, uh, you would be talking to a less-than-savory Nick at the moment. And we don't want less-than-savory Nick. We want helpful Nick. So, okay, Nick, let's put on your uh, savory hat here and give us some idea of what do the Predators need to do in before this Philadelphia game and in this Philadelphia game to turn this around? I think you have to legitimately look at some changes to see how do I get more fire in this offense? How do I get guys that want to kind of play and I'm kind of wondering maybe if we don't see a couple of call-ups from Milwaukee you know Jeremy Davies somebody like that mm-hmm. maybe Tommy Novak kind of comes back into the equation a little bit maybe Cody Glass Cody Glass yeah. who's been very very well in Milwaukee right now um you kind of want guys maybe who haven't cracked the the NHL lineup in a moment and just see you know what they got something to prove Maybe I can see if they're sort of pushing and, and maybe can turn this thing around a little bit. Uh, a good example of that last night, Matt Luff, uh, in the, the last time we saw him before last night was the San Jose Sharks game uh, in which he got three points. And just yes. because of how good the bulk of the Preds roster has been this year, he didn't play after that. He was like the healthy scratch just because there's so many guys playing well. Um, over the past couple of weeks, he came into the lineup last night and I could see the fire he played with. Like he played with yes. a lot of intensity, very got on the puck. The fourth line again, you know, him and McCarron, mm-hmm. some of the Preds better chances of the night. Some of their better sustained play came with those guys on the ice. Um, and so I, I don't want to advocate, you know, wholesale roster chain and changes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But other than, you know, the, the top line is what it is. You know, they've been your best team or your, right. your best combo all year. And I think you do need to give them a chance to maybe play themselves out of the funk right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I assume Janot is going to be back. So maybe that kind of adds some intensity back to the herd line. But that second line hasn't really done anything for a while. Mm-hmm. Is there a change that you can make to maybe give that a fresh look? Uh, The defense at this point is a blank slate because it's very possible you're going to have four regular defensemen out, uh, at least for this Philadelphia game, although we we don't know the word on Lausanne just yet, Um, Mm -hmm. although he didn't look good when he got taken off. so that's, yeah, I mean, that, that's going to kind of be a, a thing. And he did come back, but I mean, yeah. It's still, it's you still, have to wonder. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to make it sound like he's, you know, I don't, I don't know where I was going with that, but, but yeah, you, you might have the possibility of being down some regular people. Um, and so, yeah, th- that's kind of a blank slate for you where you can be, it's like, you know what? Do I need to readdress? Maybe somebody should have another chance playing with Yossi. Um, should somebody mm-hmm. have like another chance to maybe get Matthias Eckholm in a better spot? 
you have some room to experiment a little bit coming up. So. And what can it hurt? Yeah. You know, when you don't have your regular guides, when you've got so many uh, missing pieces from the defense because of injury, really what can it hurt to, you know, let's have some Jeremy Davies. Why not? Yeah. Let us have, he is not the worst. The worst. He is not. No. And I like what you said about the top line where you sort of need to let them work themselves out of it. You don't want to do too much because overall, Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne, Mikhail Granlin, Ryan Johansson, whoever's been kind of in on that top line, they've been doing well overall these last two games have not been good. And so I do think there's something they need to work themselves out of. One of those things is they need to maybe stop trying to do too much and just get back to basics. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like there were definitely times in the last two games where that top line maybe tried to do one pass too many or force something that really wasn't there And they need to just get back to reading the game that's given to them and not trying to force a game that isn't there. But they're only going to be able to kind of reset that with more time on the ice. So I agree with you. I think you've got to let those top guys, as as hard as it is to see, you know, Matt Duchesne really has not had a great last two games. I think you just need to let them play themselves out of that. Uh, But there are aspects of this game that the Predators need to get back to doing. One of them is getting some traffic in front of the net. We really haven't seen a lot of that. That has been bread and butter for the Predators with some guys in front of the net with tip-in goals. So getting back to that and playing their game and not trying to create something, you know, you don't have to recreate the wheel here. You have to get back to what your bread and butter has been all season. And we just haven't seen that style of play these last two games. Now, the question is, how do you reset that? Is it in practice with reps? Is it a a mental kind of reset? I mean, I think John Hines has his hands full figuring out what the Predators need to get to that point. Yeah, and like I said, he's probably got an opportunity for maybe a blank slate here coming up because, you know, you have so many guys, especially on the back end out with injuries, and you have so many people kind of in your middle six right now whose impact really isn't being felt Yeah, really in any aspect of the game right now. So I do think, you know, if you're John Hines, you have to have an opportunity to maybe freshen up some parts of your lineup um phil tomasino is a guy who i think has been playing great the past Mm -hmm. couple of weeks i i think they just need to go ahead and make him your your full-time second line winger and not just as kind of a temporary fill-in guy um he's been playing well i i think he's somebody you need to move in there um luke cunning that's a rough one that's a rough one ellie Mm -hmm. tolvanen you know, disappointed yeah. in him as well. So I, I think I think you kind of need to, you know, obviously Hines is a guy that trusts his players and, and really wants to bring the best out of his players. But I think you kind of need to make some executive decisions here and be like, you know what, we've we've got to make do something drastic uh, if yeah. we want to get into this playoff hunt. Um, yeah, and John Hines is not afraid to do that. 
which is no. is good to see. We've seen that in the previous seasons. He is not afraid to alter ice time based on performance. So I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that happen. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, we have a uh, game, a afternoon-ish, early evening. I don't know what you call five o'clock on a Sunday night. Dinner-ish Twilight. time. Supper time. <laughs> Supper time. Supper time. This yeah. is this is when you start filing into the Golden Corral. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're back home. They're back home at least. They got the Flyers uh, on Sunday. Uh, Tuesday they have the Ottawa Senators at home, which the Senators are another team um, who are playing better than their record would seem to indicate. And then you got the Buffalo Sabers on the road Friday. Um, and if if the Preds don't come out of this week with five out of six points Mm -hmm. it's trouble it's trouble time for the nashville predators oh we burn it down if they cannot come away with some points from those three games i mean that is at this point in the season where the predators are in the standings against the opponents and again these are teams that the predators should be able to beat if they're not able to do it you're looking at a bigger problem and it's going to be one that may keep them out of the playoffs if they're not careful yeah we'll have to see what happens of course monday we'll have a full uh recap of that one it is friday and and we want to end on a positive note it's cookie time, yes. is it not? It is. It is cookie time. And we are, of course, optimists, if nothing else. We are hockey optimists. So we will end on the bright spot of the week. Philip Forsberg broke the franchise single season goal record this week. He is now at 36 goals after his goal in last night's game. And despite being frustrated with some of the performances this week, this is a man who deserves not only a plate of warm Duchess cookies, but a new contract friends. I can only provide one. Let's hope David Poyle can provide the other soon. So Philip Forsberg, you get some Duchess cookies. Do you think, like, if you hid the contract under the plate of cookies, it'll be like, if you like this, you can have more of this for eight years <laughs> at nine That's million fair. per. Look, if he wants cookies written into his contract once a week, I would 100% commit to baking Philip Forsberg Duchess cookies every week. I'm willing to do that. He's worth it. David Poyle. We are we are willing to talk. We are willing to make this happen for you. Yes, for okay. sure. All right. Well, well, we'll see how that turns out. Again, full game recap from the Flyers game coming up Monday on Lockdown Predators. Until then, Anne, where can the fine people find you online? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com. And you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com as well or on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Uh, if you're f- also on Twitter, make sure you're following the show at LO underscore Predators. I'm really tired, everybody. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, share it, subscribe. That helps us uh, find more Preds fans and get this content out to them. And just, you know, leave us a comment. Let us know if there's ever a topic that you want us to discuss or if you have any thoughts on what we talked about on today's show. That's going to do it for us here on Locked on Predators. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day this week, everybody, we'll be back Monday with more something, more Predators something. something. We'll see how the weekend goes. Take care, everybody.